This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today's topic is Savvy Ways to Use Your HSA. With me today, I have Certified Financial Planner, Kelsey Banke. And Kelsey and I are going to share a little bit with you about what an HSA is and what are some of the better ways to actually use it when it comes to your overall financial and healthcare planning. So welcome, Kelsey. Thank you, Mary. So let's start out with what actually is an HSA. So an HSA stands for Health Savings Account. And an HSA is basically a special tax-advantaged way of paying for medical expenses. But to qualify for it, you have to have a special type of health insurance. So let's talk a little bit about that. The type of health insurance that you have to have is called a high-deductible health plan. So, Kelsey, when you think about high-deductible health plans, what kind of comes to mind for you? With a high deductible plan, you're going to have, um, you know, probably 100% out-of-pocket or a really high percentage out-of-pocket rate um, up to, you know, not to be obvious about this, but a high deductible limit. So basically, you're going to pay a lot of your health insurance up front and you're going to be on the hook for, um, you know, most of your health care, especially early on in the year. If you have enough health issues that you eventually get into the insurance company's money, um, then you would you would probably have surpassed your deductible. Mm-hmm. What that is probably several thousand dollars, and then at that point, the insurance company usually pays a very very large percentage of your in uh, healthcare costs. So it's different than what a lot of people maybe are used to for health insurance plans, where you know there's this proportionate amount that you pay and the, the company pays um, all throughout the year. The the high deductible plans usually you're on the hook for most of it or if all of it early on. And if you surpass a certain point, then the insurance company's on the hook the rest of the time. So the reason an HSA was created is that if you have a high deductible health plan, it allowed you to set aside money to basically cover your deductible in a tax advantaged way. That's the history of it. Now, a lot of people might think it's better to have a lower deductible and pay less out of pocket. However, having the higher deductible health plan will often allow you to save money monthly on the actual health insurance premiums. And, I mean, you kind of think about it as a seesaw, right? Like the deductible and the premiums are on a seesaw on opposite ends. The higher the deductible, the lower the premiums. The lower the deductible, the higher the premiums. So if you're somebody who typically doesn't have a ton of health care issues, currently, then a high deductible health plan could be something that's really effective for you. Correct, because you're only going to you know, pay up to your deductible if you have health needs that require that. So if you look back over the last couple of years and you've been pretty healthy and there's still nothing really coming along that you think would be an issue, then that might be the right plan for you. But um, all these plans exist because they make sense for different people. But mm-hmm. if you do have a high deductible plan, combining that with an HSA can be a huge benefit for you. So Kelsey, share with us how much you can actually contribute to an HSA in 2018. Well, it can change from each year, but in in 2018, as you're asking, um, for a a single person, you can do $3,450. 
to your health savings account. If you have a family plan, you can go up to $6,850. Um, if you're over the age of 55, there is that concept of a catch-up contribution, mm -hmm. just like there is with IRAs and other programs, and you can contribute an additional $1,000, um, whether you have the individual or the family plan. Now, you're never required to make a contribution to your health savings account, but you can go up to those limits if you'd like. So one of the things that's kind of cool about them is that if you contribute and max out your contribution, but you don't have a health issue and don't use it, then you can make the contribution again next year and start to build a fund for yourself that can become quite sizable when you're saving, you know, three to $7,000 a year into it and not actually using it. So the health savings accounts, what you contribute to them is tax deductible on your return, even if you aren't itemizing your returns. And the beauty of them is it's deductible and then it grows, any growth is tax-free and it comes out tax-free as long as you use it for qualified medical expenses. Yeah, so if you're, let's say you didn't use a health savings account and you had a bunch of medical um, costs that you, you put out for the year, you paid for, to go through the tax code, you have to have a certain percentage of your income um, be the, you know, your expenses have to total higher than a certain percentage of your income in order for you to be able to start deducting those right. mm -hmm. from your, uh, income taxes. Just contributing to your health savings account is automatically, um, in favor for tax purposes. And then you, you draw from that account and, and don't necessarily have to keep track of all your receipts for tax time um, in the same way that you do here. They still have to be qualified expenses in order to be considered withdrawals. They have to be tracked a certain way, but you don't have to surpass a certain um, income threshold to uh, have those be tax deductible. They just automatically are from being from the tax or the health savings account. Another cool thing about the contributions to an HSA is they don't actually have to all come out of your pocket. So you could have your employer actually make a contribution to an HSA account. So a lot of times what we'll see is larger employers will offer multiple levels of a health plan. They'll have your traditional health plan, then they'll have the HSA plan. And if you choose the HSA plan, it's less expensive for you, but it's less expensive for them too. And so frequently they will actually make an annual contribution to a health savings account for you, like throw in $1,000 or something like that, which is great. It's, you know, Listen, anytime you can get free money out of an employer and anytime you can get tax-free money out after it's grown tax-deferred, I'm all for either one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> those are good deals. <laughs> but here's the thing is because of the deductibility of the contribution and because it comes out tax-free, it basically means that for most people you're getting anywhere from a 20 to 30% discount on your medical expenses that you're using to pay for with your HSA. So instead of just taking after-tax money that you've already paid taxes on and spending it on medical, if you do it and you route it through your HSA, you're getting this tax deductibility that creates this discount for you. 
Yes. 20 to 30% of a discount is a pretty significant discount when it comes to medical costs and things like that. Absolutely. If you think about it and you have a high deductible plan that you're participating in, if you don't go through the HSA, you're paying taxes on your money and then giving them the full amount, giving the, the medical company, whoever you owe, the full amount for the cost of your care. Or you can take that same money and route it through a HSA, don't pay taxes on that money mm-hmm. because it's tax deductible, and then pay that same dollar amount to your uh, medical provider, and that's where the, the discount comes in in case you're having a hard time grasping that. It's that, that fact that you didn't pay taxes on it. You're still paying the same amount to the medical provider. It's just you're not paying Uncle Sam on the way to them. Now, sometimes people confuse the flexible spending accounts with with the HSA accounts, and I want to make sure we talk about a distinction with those. So flexible spending accounts, or sometimes called flexible spending arrangements, is a number that you have to decide ahead of time that's going to come out of your your paycheck pre-tax and go into your flexible spending account. But it has a spending deadline. So you have to spend all of the money in there by the end of the year or you actually lose it. That is a huge difference between flexible spending accounts and health savings accounts. The HSA does not have any spending deadline. In fact, the HSA you can build it up for years and years and years and create significant larger balances inside them. Now, a lot of the smaller HSAs are just managed in accounts that kind of are like saving account type of returns. But when you start getting into the larger ones, you can find HSA accounts that actually offer the ability for you to utilize mutual funds for uh, investments of those HSA dollars. So if you think about it, if your health plan only has a deductible of, say, $5,000 and you have $25,000 saved in your HSA account, then you're unlikely to utilize all of that in any one year. You maybe are just going to spend the $5,000, that's your deductible, and then you might be maxed out. So the additional money that's above a year or two's worth of deductible, it might be a good idea to investigate whether or not you want to invest that into some mutual fund type of vehicle inside of your HSA account. So that's definitely something to consider when you are focusing on building and growing your HSA. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about savvy ways to use your HSA, your health savings account. Now we talked about what a health savings account is and what are some of the benefits of it. But now we want to dive into what are some of the allowable HSA expenses um, because that is really what you have to critically have a good understanding of in order to make these really be maximized for you. So once you've opened an HSA and you have a balance to spend, then the allowable expenses really can cover a wide range of medical costs. Um, But the IRS says that for the HSA expense to be considered qualified, it must pay for health care services, equipment, or medications. So there are a ton of 
covered expenses that you might not think about with that when it comes to healthcare services, equipment, and medications. I mean, the basic ones, yes, okay, that's easy to understand. Um, now, of course, you're going to need to have any kind of prescription you need to, you know, buy drugs, but you can use your HSA money to buy drugs. That's easy to understand because that is covered under healthcare services, equipment, and medications. But I want to talk about some ways that you can use your HSA dollars that isn't necessarily something that you might have thought about. So the first one that might surprise you is you could actually use HSA money to buy prescription sunglasses. Yep, and pretty much anything at the eye doctor is is covered as long as it's a prescription um, level of equipment. So if you are a person who's to the point where you're like, you know what, it, I, I can't, drive without my glasses, but I want sunglasses for that kind of protection, and you're going to go out and buy yourself prescription sunglasses, consider routing those through your HSA um, to get the, the tax deductibility of that expense. And along the lines of a lot of what you can do at your eye doctor can be something you spend your HSA money on, eye surgery is also one of the things you can spend it on. So if you have been dying to get LASIK done, then you can use HSA money to do that. <laughs> so that's kind of awesome. <laughs> I have had LASIK, and I know that it's something that was kind of life-changing for me. I, I have often thought it was one of the better things that I spent money on because it's so freeing not to have to wear glasses all the time. Yeah, everybody I know says that when I wake up and I can read the clock without putting my glasses on, yeah. that's pretty amazing. <laughs> and if you can do that in a tax-deductible way and get a 20 to 30% discount on it, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> dental care. Uh, dental care is also covered under the HSA parameters. So, um, you know, there's a lot to be said. I'm not a, a dentist or a doctor, but there's a lot to be said for regular routine doc, uh, dentist visits. You tend to have fewer or smaller problems if you do the regular quote-unquote maintenance on your, your teeth. Um, and a lot of that can be, you know, if, if not all of it, can be covered on your on your HSA plan or can be paid for with that. So um, the teeth whitening is not a qualified expense. Um, because it's cosmetic, but if it's, you know, preventative care and, and things like that or, you know, routine visits. So fluoride can... treatments, x-rays, mm -hmm. braces, cleanings, extractions, yep. dentures, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're routing them through your HSA for that um, tax deductibility. Now, one thing that people don't realize, and I think this is one of the more surprising things that you can use an HSA for that hit our radar when we were doing research, if your vision or hearing is impaired, you can actually use your HSA dollars to purchase and care for a guide dog or other service animal. And I love that, that that can be used for that. I think that's a fantastic use of it. All right. Another thing that you can use your HSA dollars for is chiropractic care. So sometimes chiropractic care is covered by a health insurance plan and sometimes it's not. But all of your chiropractic care can be used to be paid for with, with your HSA dollars. So alternative pain relief before you go to medication, those types of things are definitely something you can use the HSA dollars for. Acupuncture also falls under this category of what you can use HSA dollars for. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you a little story. I had a pinched nerve in my neck, and I um, did 
medication injections. I worked with a chiropractor for months and I finally tried acupuncture and after one acupuncture treatment, it cleared up within three days and it was a pinched nerve in my neck. And I tell you what, I I would swear my acupuncture now. It's definitely different and it's a little unsettling if you've never done it before, but to have an alternative method of treatment that isn't relying on actual prescription medication as something that could help you, especially if you're in some level of pain, it's great that we have that, but it's even better that we can use HSA dollars for it. Absolutely. There's there's such a, I'm not going to say there's a trend. There's a lot of people out there that are trying to treat some severe illnesses with a very holistic approach, and they're being very, very careful about what they put into their body. So the fact that chiropractic care and acupuncture are both allowable um, HSA expenses is really nice because it offers people the variety of treatment plans that they might desire. Now, one of the things that you can also use HSA dollars for that you might not be thinking about is fertility treatments and fertility enhancement. So if you're having trouble having children, if you're wanting to try in vitro fertilization, um, things like that, then you can utilize HSA dollars to help pay for that. And fertilization treatments are incredibly expensive. So being able to get this tax discount basically on those services can be a huge boon for people who are spending a lot of money attempting to get pregnant. Yeah. The the tax savings on thousands or tens of thousands of dollars is, is pretty um, huge in that case. Also, um, under the health savings account rules, drug and alcohol addiction treatment for you or your um, covered family member is um, something that is covered. You can um, also include costs for meals and lodging while receiving treatment at a rehabilitation center, as well as um, you know paying for transportation to and from um, support meetings and things like that. So if you're attending Alcoholics Anonymous or you want to pay for your family member to be transported to and from to just increase their attendance, um, those are things that you can pay for through that account. And what a great level of support that gives because it's difficult enough to deal with addiction issues and being able to utilize it, you know, in a tax-deductible way like this is a good thing. Another surprising thing that we found in our research is that as a parent, if you are breastfeeding your children, you can actually spend HSA dollars on breast pumps and on supplies that assist your lactation efforts. So I thought that was kind of unusual spin on HSA usage as well. <laughs> All right. Now, if you're a parent, you might need some of this next help too. Um, psychological treatment or therapy. <laughs> Because sometimes our kids make us crazy. (laughs) But HSA dollars can be used to support yourself or family member if you need to have therapy, if you need to have treatment from a um, psychologist or a psychiatrist, um, or if you need some level of mental health, um, preventative care, or help along the way. And I jest about that with our kids, but I do think that it's important in today's world where mental illness is such a at kind of a crisis level for a lot of people that you can actually have some financial uh, discount and benefit by using HSA dollars for it. Um, also, home improvements. So if you um, f- or family member find yourself bound to a wheelchair or, or some other um, assistance 
and you need to, you know, widen your doorways or put in ramps to your home, um, lowering sinks, things like that. There are ways to route those through a health savings account. Um, pay special attention to those to make sure you know which specific expenses in doing that are covered, but um, there is some coverage there. And interestingly enough, you can also pay for removal of lead-based paint in a home that you own or rent with your HSA dollars. That is not something I ever would have thought of that you could use it for. No, I but, wouldn't have guessed that one either. All right. The, the last big thing that we want to talk about then that you can use it for that is interesting is transportation and travel to get to and from any type of medical care. So whether or not it's, you know, you're driving somewhere, um, you know, a lot of people around here drive to the Mayo Clinic um, for healthcare usage. If you've got to take a bus, a taxi, a train, a plane, or you've got an air ambulance or something like that, you can pay for all of that medical-related transportation with HSA money. Now, you cannot pay for meals um, when it comes to transportation and travel for medical uh, reasons, but a lot of other things are included. So if, you know, if you're getting ready to embark on a pretty extensive medical um, plan and it requires a lot of travel and transportation, maybe reach out to um, a tax professional and find out exactly what you should be keeping track of so that you don't miss one of those options. Um, but there are a number of things covered in that category. All right, so we've talked about a lot of different things connected with your HSAs, but to kind of sum it up, there's some beautiful tax deductibility with your contributions. You can use it for a very wide range of some obvious and some not so obvious expenses that are healthcare related, equipment related, or medication related. And it ultimately is going to give you a significant discount in the cost of those services because of the tax savings that it does. So we hope that, that has we hope that has helped you understand some savvy ways that you can use your HSA. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stark. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturt Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturt Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555.